I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, in today's episode, we are going to answer the question, what's the asking price for a $1.8 million physical therapy private practice, a physical therapy outpatient rehabilitation business. And this is Dave Kittle, owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently speaking with practice owners about acquiring some or all their practice in the New York and New Jersey area. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, definitely jump over to the YouTube. I'm going to be sharing my screen. We're going to be going through a blank canvas of an Excel sheet. We're going to fill it up with some documentations, fill it up with some numbers. And if you have a physical therapy practice in this revenue range, We're going to talk about what potential asking price and valuation you would put on your practice. So one would be, what's the valuation? What is the value or the worth of your practice, of your business, if you were even thinking or considering about selling some or all of it? Or what is the actual asking price? These are some of the exercises and some of the the numbers that you run through with a broker advisor. We are not broker advisors. We are on the buy side. We speak to broker advisors all the time. We have them on the show as well. But we are not advising or brokering deals. We're looking to acquire practices. We're looking to partner with practices and grow practices. So let's jump over to the screen share. Again, if you are on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, you won't be able to see this. So jump over to the YouTube, the Dave Kittle Show on YouTube when you get a chance. Let's go right into it. So we got a blank doc here. What's the asking price for a $1.8 million physical therapy practice? We've been speaking with several different owners in the area. So this is not one particular practice, but it's very similar into what we're seeing, what brokers and advisors are telling us and and what what they're seeing as well in regards to valuation and asking price and, and current valuations in 2023. So let's go right into it. We have the revenue of 1.8 million. There we go. Now, most physical therapy practices that we're seeing are around closer to like 10% profit margin. But ideally, we're looking for practices and, and businesses that are doing 20% margins, 20% profit. We don't always see it, but we're going to base this base case here off of that. So when you speak to a broker advisor or some of the other videos and trainings and things that we put out, we talk about EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. There's other videos and content about it. You can certainly check it out. Basically, there's an adjustment of numbers, but we're talking about the net earnings, the net profit of the practice. What is the free cash flow after everything is paid? Compensation, labor, taxes, rent, all of the marketing expenditure, all those types of things. What is the cash through the business outside of all those things after all of those expenses? So what we're going to do simply 1.8 million times 20% profit margin. We have $360,000. You can do these as well on your own. For this practice, let's just say the owner has a compensation, a total compensation of $250,000. So that could be a combination of they may still be treating patients. There could be additional, there could be dividends, there could be partner draw, owner perks, whatever it is, the total compensation. So maybe 
they're doing a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars worth of actual patient care, or maybe a hundred thousand dollars worth of patient care, or two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars worth of patient care and additional compensation outside of that. So two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now, for this type of practice, it really depends on the practice owner. Are they looking to get out? Are they looking to stay? Let's just say the practice owner wants to get out. So what we would have to do is either hopefully the practice has a clinic director or someone who has been groomed and trained to be the clinic director, but let's just call that person a GM, a general manager or clinic director. But in some cases, practices that are acquired by the big corporates across the country, they want you, the practice owner, to stay for at least a year or two or three years. And it really depends on your practice. It depends on how much of an absentee owner you are as to how much finesse and how much sway you would have to be able to get out of there sooner if you really want to get out. And do you have someone that's replacing your revenue production, replacing your patient treatment hours and the other roles? Because as practice owners, you do many different roles. You're wearing many different hats. So let's just say it's going to cost us to put a a general manager in the practice, in the business would be $100,000. Now we're going to briefly, briefly talk about something that would be add backs or take backs. So we're going to talk about rent as a rent adjustment. What we have here on the side is I'm going to talk about this potential practice. Like, let's just say you own the practice's real estate and then you would be selling to us, the Fieldmaker Group, but you're going to keep the real estate, but you're going to sell the practice, the patient list, the equipment, the the reputation, all that type of stuff. We have a somewhat of a similar scenario like that right now. So I'm going to give that a little bit of, of a description. So let's say the current practice owner owns the practice and they own the real estate. And regardless of where they're at, let's just make an easy number. Let's just say $5,000 per month, right? Which per year would be 60,000. 5K times 12. Now, the practice owner, that one of the practice owners that we were speaking with recently, this individual said, well, market rate would actually be $8,000. So they're underpaying themselves for the rent. So if a new pra- if a new buyer like us comes in to buy the practice, they would actually be raising the rent on us. Or this would be a similar situation if there was a different landlord, an individual that's a landlord external to the physical therapy practice, and they wanted to increase the rent on us, the new buyers. It certainly, it certainly can happen because they smell that there's some new fresh blood coming in that potentially has money. So there could be a rent adjustment. So we're going through a rent adjustment really quick because that that kind of factors into the valuation here. So let's say instead of the $5,000 per month, maybe you were getting a great deal if you were renting or you are underpaying yourself if you own the real estate. Two different little scenarios. Now you might say to us, actually, based on the square footage and I haven't, you know, I haven't raised the rent on myself in the past several years because of COVID or whatever, you could potentially say, based on the square footage, this market rate for this medical office, this physical therapy practice, et cetera, for leasing it, a lease agreement would actually be $8,000 per month, which would be $96,000 per year. So a little bit, you know, the difference here, 36K. So we got the 96 minus really simple stuff here, minus this cell, 60,000. So we got 36,000 as the rent difference. So we're going to just call that over here on the on this column, this rent adjustment. So that rent adjustment would be, we would classify this as a, let me just put this as a dollar sign. 
and we would classify this as a as a take back as opposed to an add back. So GM coming into the business depends on where this is coming from, but basically there's add backs, there's take backs. Add backs are better for you, the practice owner, and the take backs would be well. Now there's going to be more, a little bit more, thirty six thousand dollars extra of the cash flow of the profits of the practice having to go to this newly adjusted market rate of the rental agreement, which would then come out of your pocket as the practice owner selling. It would come out of the valuation of the free cash flow of the practice. So we would classify that as a take back. Now, if you're dealing with a broker advisor, they're going to have a lot of these things done ahead of time before they ever approach us, before they ever approach any other potential buyers. But this is just a really simplistic way to look at the capital stack here. Minus 36K. Just make this a dollar amount. There we go. All right. So now we have a few of the data points that we're looking for to find. We have the EBITDA here of $360,000. Now, this is again, this is something your broker will help you with and something that is called adjusted EBITDA. So then what we'll do is simply take these numbers here, the, the EBITDA, $360,000 plus $100,000 of this ad back, plus the negative 36K, and it should come out to $424,000 as adjusted EBITDA. Now, for a practice in this range, there is no mystery here. Obviously, broker and advisors want to sell this type of practice for a 5, 6, 7X EBITDA multiple. But in 2023, physical therapy practices are really selling for three to four times adjusted EBITDA number. So here's the EBITDA. And we're going to say times three or three X. EBITDA three X. Very, very easy peasy. What we're going to do, we're going to take this number, this 424 here, times three. 1,272,000. Now, that is what we can kind of call like the enterprise value. The enterprise value, but we're going to go through the other liabilities, cash in the, the practice, all that type of stuff. So enterprise value of this practice, 1.3 million, 1.272 million. We're still not to the asking price yet. We're going to get to it. So what's the equity value? What is the equity value? Just like a home. So if you have a, if you're going to buy a, if you're going to buy a, let's say you're going to buy a $500,000 home but that person who's selling the home still has $100,000 on the mortgage. So the asking price might be $500,000, but the equity value would actually be $400,000 because you have to take the actual dollar amount that they would get for the more or for the real estate of the house minus the liabilities, minus any debts, loans, any any outstanding mortgages, right? So we're going to answer this question, what is the equity value here? So to do that, we're going to talk about how much cash is in the business, in the practice. We would typically be buying whatever cash is in the practice, cash that might be in the business, because we want to use that cash to fund working capital. We want to make sure that the payroll doesn't get tight. We don't want the team to miss a, a paycheck. And they, you know, the staff members get freaked out. They get spooked. They go to apply and work somewhere else. They don't trust you or they don't trust the new buyer, us in that situation. So the cash in the business, let's just say is... $170,000. That could be a combination of cash that's literally in the bank 
and also accounts receivable. So what is your AR for what's your 30 day AR, what's your 60 day AR, et cetera. And then, you know, how reliable is that? And, and are you collecting 50% of it or like how much of that AR are we going to actually collect? So let's put a number to that. So in this case, we'll say 170,000. And then over here, let's just say liabilities. What are some of the liabilities here in the practice, if there are any? So they could be maybe a big tax bill. It could be any debt or loans on the practice. We've spoken to many different practice owners over the years where maybe they have taken out some, they took out a loan for refurbishments. They got, you know, like they just gutted the practice or they gutted a certain part of the practice and maybe new carpeting, new refurbishment of equipment, new paint, new crown molding, build a new front desk, rearrange the front desk, whatever it might be. You bought an Ultra G and instead of paying $40,000 or $50,000 upfront for the Ultra G, you have it financed. So that's, you know, something that we'll just say for this scenario, we'll say $50,000 in taxes or just total liabilities. So now we're going to bring that over here in this column, but that's a, a negative number, negative 50,000. And then so what we do is in order to find this next step of an asking price, we take the enterprise value of what we did here, the adjusted EBITDA times three market rate, 1.272 million plus the $170,000 of cash in the business, actual cash in the bank accounts or one or more bank accounts and any other cash that's coming in through accounts receivable over the next couple of weeks or whatever it might be, or next couple of months minus the liabilities. And that gives us 1.392 million. So about 1.4 million. So in this case, you just round up the asking price for this scenario would be $1.4 million. Now, again, this is a practice that's doing 1.8 million in top line revenue. And this is very, this is very fair. I know that some practice owners get scared or they get freaked out over this valuation style. But if you have a $1.8 million service-based business, you're usually not going to get more than $1.8 million. And also the higher that you're negotiating to get as the actual asking price, typically the less dollars of that you will actually see at the close. We'll talk about that in a second. So if you're watching this and you're a practice owner, I know you're going to say, well, my practice is a 4X instead of an, a 3X. Let's just say, okay, so let's really quick, we'll go EBITDA, 4X multiple on EBITDA. So all we're going to do is we're going to take the adjusted EBITDA number, which we which we said here was $424,000 times four. And that gives us 1.696 million or slightly under 1.7 million, which would be in this case, the same, we'll say the enterprise value in this case for the 4X would be the same thing, 1.696. But again, What's the equity value here? What's the enterprise value? We found it here. What's the equity value? We would do the same situation here. We would say $170,000 cash in the business, liabilities the same, minus $50,000. Sum, add all three of these up, 1.816 million. So if you think your practice is worth a 4X, so at 4X, the asking price would be 
1.8 million. And we obviously, as buyers, we want to pay the, we want to find great practices, but then we want to pay a fair price, which we believe is typically in this range. But if you, you know, of course you're a practice owner and you want as most of an opportunity as possible. So you want the most possible dollars at the close. You want the highest valuation possible. And so maybe in some cases we end up in the middle here. Maybe we end up in the middle at 1.6. Maybe if you want more cash at the close, meaning you want 90 or 100% of the cash at the date of close, then you're probably going to be closer to here or maybe even lower. And if you're looking for maybe some cash at close to minimize your tax bill legally, less money at the close, and then some money as an earnout or deferred, then maybe it's closer to this total asking price of 1.8, but some of that money is deferred into the future. And that is totally dependent on you, your situation, your health and wellness. It depends on what are you going to do with that money? It depends on how much money you need. It depends on, are you traveling? What are you doing in the next chapter of your life? Like, what are you going to be local and domestic? What are you going to be doing? And the strength of your practice. So direct access patients, maybe 25% of your patients are private pay or they have some, there's, you know, some cash pay services like dry needling or laser or spinal decompression or fill in the gap, you know, remote programming in office wellness gym type program, like a recurring membership. And maybe the gym is used for evening services like yoga classes, Pilates classes. Someone pays, you know, rent for that. It's a little off topic, but it still would be counted towards the revenue of your practice. And it could potentially change your valuation. But ultimately, it's also, you know, how much are you collecting with accounts receivable? Like, what are you and your billing person, your billing team in-house or outsourced? How much are they actually collecting in general on a month over month, quarter over quarter basis? All those dollar amounts certainly affect the performance of the practice. Those are all the different drivers that will kind of slide you on this sliding scale up or down closer to a two or three X EBITDA or a four X EBITDA. But obviously revenue and the actual profit margin here, these are the big drivers of what changes the actual EBITDA. So multi, multi multi-million dollar healthcare deals that are 10 million, 50 million, 100 million. Even some of those are in the 6X, 7X, maybe 10X range of EBITDA. So just as a reality check, practice owners that have a one or two or $3 million practice, they don't always, they want it, of course, I get it, but they're not necessarily going to get a five, six, seven X multiple on their adjusted EBITDA number here. All right. So that's it for now. This is basically how you can figure out what would be the asking price for your practice. What's the asking price in this scenario? The asking price for $1.8 million physical therapy private practice. And really, it comes down to what's the actual asking price? I believe closer to 1.4. It certainly depends because it's just like an anonymous case study here. You are watching this. You're believing that you have a better reputation in the community. You have a better practice, better therapists, clinically therapists that have been retained, great team, great chemistry, great morale, all that type of stuff. Great. I mean, if that's you then yeah, you might be closer to this 4X EBITDA, which would then be an asking price of 1.8 million. But if you're watching some of the other videos that we're putting out here on the Dave Kittle Show, if you have a $1.8 million practice, it's really, really challenging to get 1.9 million. 
or 2 million or more than 2 million. It just doesn't happen, folks. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. You can certainly check with advisors, check with brokers. Usually you can ask them some few questions without retaining them, without paying anything. See what the market's like. You know, see if I'm right, see if I'm wrong. Check with brokers. But we've been speaking to brokers in the New York, New Jersey, Long Island, Philly, Connecticut areas. And for physical therapy practices, they are saying that they're seeing three to four times X EBITDA multiples in regards to valuation and asking price. So hopefully that was helpful. If you find this interesting and valuable, if you're a practice owner, subscribe to the Dave Kittle Show. You'll get notified when new episodes like this drop a couple times a week. And we'll catch you next time here. Bye now. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.